0: time star wars fan
1: and folks welcome to the uh whitfield report i am your host uh sam whitfield and uh we're pre-recording a mandalorian special and uh i think uh adam you might have gotten cut off there in your introduction but uh adam hill uh one of my colleagues at american watchman although i'm not even sure if we're really doing that anymore uh he and i are coming together to do a uh review of season 2 of the mandalorian uh i did a review of season 1 on the audio podcast last year but i figured uh this year i would do a youtube review and adam and i were talking about the finale and he asked if he could come on and so we've been planning this for like a week and a half now or however long it's been and uh so here we are so um adam just to kind of start what was your general impression of season 2 in general
0: well season 2 they uh it seems like they pulled out all the stops they really they really bumped it up several notches compared to season 1
1: so i i tend to agree the only thing I felt like the beginning of the season was really slow. Yeah. It seemed like they it seemed like they retreaded like a lot of ground and like the first three episodes were I felt like they played it a little too safe because they, they were literally I felt like the the same storylines kind of as season one. So that was a bit concerning and I was really worried about how the first half of this season would um, go to be honest. Um, But I think around like um, episode four or five, whenever whenever they introduced uh, Bo Katan and the other uh, and the other Mandalorians, I feel like that's when the show, when season two finally just start start to kind of take off. In yeah. my view,
0: I, I would def- I would definitely agree there. Yeah, that the episode where we finally get to see the other mandalorians we get to see bo katan and we got to see her two, her two cohorts there and that was uh that was a little refreshing because i remember seeing them in the the clone war series and all that stuff so yeah which
1: which i actually believe or not i i missed i missed the entirety of clone wars and rebels when when it was on tv so since i've had my disney plus account i've gone back and um I've watched most of um, Rebels since it's only. F- well, let me put it this way: I, I'm I'm on, I'm I've finished the most of Clone Wars, but I've recently started watching uh, Rebels. So I'm kind of watching the whole thing out of, you know, out of order, kind of I guess machete order, as Star Wars fans like to call it. But um, I mean, I, I don't know. I, I feel like. You know, now I'm picking up on, like, who all these characters are, um, you know, in regards to, like, Bo Katan, And I knew who Ahsoka was um, because, obviously, she became pretty popular. But, you know, even so, I kind of like how they are starting to kind of weave the new um, EU together, um, kind of. You know, weaving all these different shows and books together and whatnot.
0: I noticed they've been uh, they're picking little things out of Legends material and uh, bringing it in the canon.
1: Yeah. Now, um, just kind of in general, because I know that both you and I grew up in the now Legends era. So, what were your initial concerns, if any, in regards to? Um, how Star Wars was gonna treat that when you heard that Disney was buying Lucasfilm? Because I'm I'm curious to know if your concerns were the same as mine and what and whatnot.
0: Well, I mean, I I remember when that happened, and you know, I remember when I mean, when Disney took over and they announced that pretty much all expanded universe materials officially no longer canon. They basically scrapped everything, but then. You know, the reason I think they did that is because they wanted to start from a clean slate so then they could start bringing in stuff from Legends and incorporating it into the new canon.
1: Yeah, I mean, that makes that makes sense. That, that was... I mean, I, I knew that they were going to do that. My concern is that they were going to... was that they were going to butcher it, which they kind of... I mean, I... I I think you know my opinion on the sequel trilogy by now. I, I'm I don't hate it as much as some people do, but I definitely feel like there were some things that they just didn't need to do. Um,
0: oh yeah,
1: and that will kind of times the end of the Mandalorian um, later, but um, I mean I I feel like. I feel like season one of the Mandalorian was really strong all the way through. And then season two kind of, it, it started a week, but kind of grew over the the season, which was good. And, um, I think the biggest, I think one of the biggest surprises for me was that they were able to, uh, transition Ahsoka from animation to live action pretty well
0: oh very well yeah i mean i
1: i was i was kind of surprised how well they were able to do i thought it was i thought they were going to butcher something but they um didn't obviously
0: yeah i i liked it i mean i i think rosario dawson did a pretty good job at doing ahsoka i was kind of surprised they didn't pick ashley Eckstein, who was the who is the CGI model for the Clone Wars uh, Ahsoka?
1: Yeah, but um, you know, and I mean, I I like her, but I mean, I, I I don't know if she looks anything like. I mean, from what I've seen, she doesn't really look like. This, although she was the base for CGI, so I mean, I I don't know. Maybe they did some screen tests of her and she didn't translate well, or maybe that's that's one of those that's one of those things that you know i don't know but she um you know she she is cute so i will say that but um and then i guess uh you know the the big thing that everyone is talking about now with the mandalorian is the the season finale which you and i both rewatched. um one of the things that I was that I was also uh, pl- pleasantly surprised by was how they handled the re- handled the return of uh, Boba Fett because they had kind of been uh, dropping little hints that he was going to return, and um, I wasn't really sh- I wasn't really sure how they were going to do it. And the way in which they brought him back was better than what I expected that, that they were going to do. Um,
0: oh yeah, and I love how they—I uh, love how they actually got the same guy that played Django Fett to play to play Boba Fett in the series. It was kind of cool to see him to see him back in live action as Boba.
1: Yeah, and I mean i that was kind of surprising me because i i- lo- i had to look up the guy and i mean he's i mean he he i'm not saying this to be critical but you know i mean he's age he i mean he's still he still looks good but i mean he he's changed since like two thousand two or whenever you know attack of the clones came out. yeah but, i mean he he did he did a good job he kind of looks like uh I saw some people on Twitter saying he looks like Australian Joe Rogan. Now, nah. oh my gosh! Um, so, like, if 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 they gave Joe Rogan Mandalorian, Mandalorian, armor, that's what that's what he would look like. But um, oh yeah,
0: I tell you what, I tell you what though, I mean, like the the thing that I love just going back to season two in general. The thing I loved about season two is. Is uh, John Favreau and Dave Filoni they really tur- they really turned up the heat when it comes to fan service. There was a lot of really good fan service that kind of that that kind of sparked the nostalgia in the, the longtime fans.
1: Yeah, they they sparked nostalgia, but they they didn't drown us in it either. Nope. I I uh-huh. feel I feel like and I feel like that's one thing that like a lot of like, I feel like Rogue One was a lot of fan service, but the one part where Rogue One that movie kind of fell short was they they kind of tried to bury people in it, I feel like, and it just ended up like not flowing real well. I mean, it was it was a good movie, but you know, it it's it's nowhere near as good as The Mandalorian is, yeah. and um. You know, I, I I think that you said on you said on uh, one of our texts that you know Dave Filoni and John Favre are the best writers in Star Wars right now, and I think that's pretty obviously, yeah. I think that's pretty <laughs> e- evident. Um, so obviously the big thing that everyone is talking about is the uh, the ending of the uh, the final episode. And let me just say that I, I feel like the beginning of the episode when they were fighting uh, on, the, on the bridge when you had, uh, you know, the female mandolins and Cardoon, that was all good. but it, it felt like they were kind of blasting through all those stormtroopers a little too e- easily with no resistance and so i was kind of like okay are they when are they going to hit a wall and then they did both you know metaphorically and literally somewhat and um i i like the fact that also they uh they actually made the dark troopers somewhat of a threat to uh, you know Mando and to the rest of the group, and uh, even after Mando sucked them out of the uh, airlock, so to speak, they were able to kind of come back and you know begin wreaking havoc again. And I I thought it was a really good good setup. Um, what were what were your thoughts initially leading up to? I guess the the end of the finale. You
0: know, I like, you know, I kind of like the dark trooper droids, but then again, I didn't like them because they like if you look back at the original like like the Star Wars Battlefront sto- uh, battlefront storyline from the game and if you look at if you look at some of the comics and you see like you see what the Dark Troopers really were like. The Dark Troopers they were they were like the special forces of the Stormtrooper uh, of the Stormtroopers, and so changing them to droids. I mean, it, they were cool looking, but for them to be like the top of the line, like special operations, they the droids seemed a little bit slow and clunky with their movements.
1: Yeah, well, and it, and initially it, it was also kind of initially. I, I will say that the one criticism I have with the with the Dark Troopers too is I was a bit confused because initially I thought that with um I keep wanting to call him Gus Fring because I know him I know him from Breaking Bad, but uh oh what's this Oh Moff Gideon.
0: Yeah, Moff Gideon.
1: I was initially thinking that uh the moth Gideon or moth ring or whatever one I call column call was going to use the uh was going to use baby Yoda's DNA for the dark troopers and kind of make them like a super I guess soldier type of you know thing initially I, I didn't think they were going to be droids um, yeah
0: I you know I could have seen I could have seen I could have seen that but I tell you what though like kind of jumping off the dark trooper thing speaking of the of, of uh well now we all know him as grogu um his his dna i don't i don't know if you caught it but in uh in one of the i think it was yeah the episode the episode before the ahsoka episode um you see that clone room and if you look and if you look closely you'll see a snoke clone in the back
1: yeah i I did see that. And I, I did want to talk to you, to you about that. Um, you know, after we kind of get through the, um, my, the other thought I, I thought with the making the the dark trooper troopers droids though, that has to kind of do with Disney. I I'm kind of thinking because, uh, well, let's just jump to the, what everyone's talking about with, uh, you know the mysterious jedi appearing at the <laughs> end and saving everyone's ass um i mean from the get-go as soon as i saw the x-wing there was no question in my mind as to who it was
0: oh of course and, oh and yeah that,
1: that that's a kind of, that, that's what kind of amused amuse me is there there are people online who were like I had no idea who who it was until I saw that green lightsaber. I thought maybe it could have been Ezra or it could have been, uh, you know, could have been uh, Ahsoka. And I'm like, neither of those characters have ever piloted an X-Wing. Right. To my knowledge.
0: Well, I mean, you uh, got that. And I, I love, you know, like for us, for us, like longtime fans who like who knew that who knew who that was, as soon as the X-wing flew by, you're like, "Oh yeah, I I know who's in that." But then, of course, I love Cara Dune's reaction. She's like, "She goes, only one X-wing, yay, we're
1: saved." <laughs> and, I, and, I'm like, and I'm like, "No, but it's it's the it's the X-wing." So,
0: Red Five, man, Red Five,
1: and. Um, this is another thing that's interesting too is from what I've heard from reading uh, Gina Carano's Twitter and everyone else I, I guess they had no idea that uh, Luke was the actual Jedi until the day of shooting I guess yeah. like they, they kept everything under wraps even from the cast um which i thought was pretty cool um now in terms of luke himself um i mean what what did you just that whole sequence i i watched that at least like five i don't know six times um to me that was actually better than uh, that was basically the Jedi equivalent of the of the uh, Darth Vader hallway scene in Rogue One, I, I think. Um,
0: oh, I mean, uh, I mean, yeah, obviously. And in, in my in my opinion, that whole the whole Luke sequence from the moment that from the moment that she she was looking at the the Mandalorian girl was looking, see that dark cloaked figure walking walking down the hallway, and I'm like. From that point all the way pretty much until the end, in my opinion, that was one of that was one of the best scenes in all of Star Wars.
1: Yeah. And I, I like the fact too that uh, Gideon goes from, you know, being like a being like really menacing and diabolical to basically pissing his pants because I mean at and someone brought this up, one of my other friends brought this up. He made a good point that this takes place only six years after the, after return of the Jedi. So I, I guess from the empire's perspective, Luke Skywalker killed both the emperor and Darth Vader because, you know, no one knows what actually happened on the death star. So at that point, Luke is kind of, the, the Darth Vader to the Empire. And so they're all they're all terrified of him, which is, you know, something that I that I really like. And I, I hope if they do do more with Luke, I'd like to see more post-Return of the Jedi stuff, like what happened after, um, you know, the end of the the original trilogy with luke oh
0: of and, course and like i tell you what that 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 scene like one of my favorite parts of that whole scene is you know as the as the as the droid uh dark troopers were punching down the door you you look over at moff gideon he's got this really prideful arrogant smile on his face because he because in his mind he knows what's about to happen, and then, as soon as that Mandalorian girl goes a a jedi, you just see his eyes get really wide, and he starts breathing fast, and he's like, "Oh crap
1: <laughs> well and and part of me believes that that's because he knows that the jedi is has shown up uh-huh. like I, I don't know if I don't know if it would have had the same effect if ahsoka would have. Shown up, or if you know Ezra, um, you know who at this point is still lost in the outer rim. But pe- people, people were predicting that he was going to make a comeback, um, somehow. Um, but I mean, I I think, I think the fact that the the that the, the Dark Troopers paused that that was that was the one weird thing because since they're droids how did they know that it was Luke Gideon I, got- I don't
0: well I don't think they knew it was Luke um, I, I actually watched the YouTube video on that they're like why did the droid troopers just stop because the droid troopers were programmed to respond to the biggest threat, and before they stopped punching it was the people on the bridge and then the dark troopers in the hangar bay they saw that X-Wing come in and suddenly the X-Wing became the primary threat so they stopped and then the Dark Trooper droids, I'm sure they were able to send signals to each other so they probably sent signals to all the other droids saying we have a new threat and that's when they stopped.
1: Yeah. Um, And part of me thinks that with it being Disney they probably made the Dark Troopers droids because I mean, I think it would have been cool if they would have like actually had actual like human dark troopers. But I don't think Disney would allow for that much, you know, human, I guess, slaughter, which which is my one complaint. I feel like that's the one thing where the show has become a bit Disney fied, but eh, I mean it is it is what it is. We got we did get to see Luke in his, you know, full form, which was awesome the only thing that's the only thing that's a little disappointing to me is that that luke still becomes bitch luke from uh from the last jedi which um you know i'm not i'm not sure how i feel about that still i'd like to see them at least explore like how he fell from grace a bit more
0: well then like even like i'm sure you saw so all this time you know luke like they had it they had it that kylo ren was the one that was destroying the temple and killing all the students but in the latest the comic uh one of the comics rise of the rise of kylo ren which is which is canon it was actually revealed that it was not kylo ren that killed all the Jedi students. It was actually Palpatine back behind the scenes that did it all.
1: Mm. That I mean that that's an, an interesting. That that's that's the one thing too that I that I feel like that I feel like the Last Jedi and Rise of Skywalker did kind of muck up is. I personally feel like th- they're relying a bit too much on Palpatine being the big, being the. uh big bad i would have i would have liked to see them bring back uh like the sith emperor from the eu and maybe have him be the big bad or um you know maybe make snoke that big bad initially before they they killed him off that was kind of my hope
0: well snoke you see that that's one thing that disappointed me is they they completely they trashed Snoke in The Last Jedi. Like, the Snoke from Last Jedi and the Snoke from The Force Awakens were two completely different characters. Like, the, the Snoke from The Force Awakens was much more menacing, much more villainous. He even looked different. His whole, his whole head and facial structure looked different than, than the weird old guy with scars and, and puffy eyebrows that they gave us in The Last Jedi.
1: Well we, we can we can thank Ryan we can we can thank Ryan Johnson for that.
0: Cause I I agree and, and here's the thing. When it comes to Snoke, I think JJ Abrams did it right.
1: Well that was one of the things that was so confusing was when they announced like seven, eight, and nine, they they announced that you know someone was going to be directed by JJ. It was going to be directed by Ryan Johnson, and then 9 was going to be directed by you know JJ again and I was like why are they switching directors halfway it it seems pretty clear that JJ had had like he hasn't said this but it seems pretty apparent that he had a completely different vision for what episode 8 what, what episode 8 and 9 were going to be initially
0: well, yeah, like episode eight was supposed to Well, I know episode nine, J.J. wasn't the original director. It was supposed to be Colin Trevorrow, who was supposed to do nine. Oh. And then something happened with his family or something, and then J.J. came in and took over.
1: Yeah, that, that, that would have been you, interesting.
0: Because if you look at some of the original concept art for episode nine from, um, for, from Colin... Like, oh, my gosh, man. Episode 9 was supposed to be, like, like completely different from what it was now.
1: So. Well, Luke, well, Luke was supposed to be alive for 8 and 9 initially yeah. is what I remember, remember reading. He, he wasn't supposed to, uh, you know, be who he turned out to be in, you know, episode 8, I guess.
0: Right, so. but I mean like I, I just I hate how they like their portrayal of him in episode eight, like I you know I and, and the thing is peop I do uh, disagree with people are like, well, he was Luke Skywalker, he wouldn't have run away, I'm like, well, if you think about it, um obi-wan Kenobi he ran away, uh Yoda exiled himself, so. So two of the most powerful Jedi ever basically exiled themselves and ran away when things went bad. So it actually was fitting that Luke did the same thing. I just hate, I hate what they did with this character in episode eight. Like they, like this guy who just throws lights, because even though Yoda exiled himself and Obi-Wan did too, They were still both Jedi, and they still practiced their Jedi art while in exile. Yeah, Luke Skywalker just gets all mopey. He he becomes a mopey, grumpy, depressed old man. Throws the lightsaber away, and like drinks drinks milk from space cows. And like I'm like I'm like, what are
1: you doing? I'm like Luke. Well, it's not. I'm not so upset that they made him a grumpy old man. I'm upset more by the fact that they did next to no you know, they basically gave no explanation. I mean they, they they did a little bit, but it was it was kinda like it was kinda like it was kinda like really really dude, you you got afraid of your of your nephew of your nephew and you know that you can just save him so you just you know even after, even after he slotted the order, you just you just ran away. It seemed, it seemed out of character after he saved Darth Vader, you know, and redeemed him. Who, I mean, let's face it, Vader was at that point a mass murderer, you know, and he was, he was redeemable. But yet, you know, Kylo wasn't. I, I guess that, I guess that was, for me at least, where the logic kind of fell down. Well, of
0: course, because in you know when they showed those flashbacks, and I mean, in my view, in Luke Skywalker, he, betray- he betrayed Kylo Ren, not the other way around.
1: Right. So. And but I mean, I would have I would have liked to have seen them maybe explore that a little more, as most are mm-hmm. just doing like a fifteen minute exposition thing. I I don't know that. That that's my biggest criticism with the Last Jedi, but um. Anyway, going back to Mandal- Mandalorian, did you see the post-credits scene, or 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 I mean, were you like me, where you where you had to go back and watch it?
0: Oh, I saw it. Oh yeah, Boba Fett, man, Boba Fett just he just takes over.
1: So. What are your, what are your thoughts on that whole setup for the book of Boba? I I like the premise, but I've a i have a few concerns. But I'll let you go first.
0: I like it too, and I'm wondering where they're gonna go. You know, because like Boba is now the he's now the basically he's basically the ruler of Tatooine now, so he controls Tatooine effectively. And I'm like I'm wondering what they're gonna do with that and like who his enemies are going to be and how it's going to and yeah all of that
1: here's i'm curious about that too what i'm what i'm worried about is i don't want them to make boba like an anti-hero i like the idea of boba fett as a straight up villain i kind of want him to become like the tony soprano of the star wars universe in a sense, where he, where he like, where he is a bad guy, and that's you know clear. But you know, even though he's a bad guy, you still kind of like him. I don't like, I don't like when most franchises make like the villains anti heroes. I don't want him to become like the Punisher or the John or like the the John Wick of, you know, the Star Wars universe because I I feel like. I feel like there are already so many franchises out there trying to do that. And I mean, I feel like at this point we need good villains in Star Wars because we're kind of lacking in this current timeline. Um, but, you know.
0: Yeah, that's my only, that is one of my only cons- real concerns about Disney. Because now, and in my opinion, now that Disney has it, I don't think we're ever going to get a true menacing villain ever again, as as long as Disney has control.
1: But yeah, but that's, that's, we all, that's what we all want. Uh,
0: I know. Like, like, I'm just saying like, this will never happen, but I would love to see a dark side centered star Wars movie. That's rated R.
1: Oh yeah. Me me too. I, I would, Uh, I would love to see them adapt the I would love to see them go back to the old Republic timeline and seriously adapt the Darth the Darth Bane novels, which are which are extremely dark. But if if they do it well, they you know they could adapt them. I I feel
0: they could that, or even do a do a do a Darth Plagueis movie. The book was amazing.
1: Oh the oh the the book I I I have on on I have on uh, Audible which is yeah I mean reading the book and then listening to it are both you know amazing experiences but yeah the I feel like I'd love for them to do a, a play this movie but again I am kind of a little hesitant because I feel like they, again they would maybe Disney Disneyfy and take out some of the darker. You know elements of the whole Plagueis thing, but you know who, who knows if if John and uh, you know Dave are heading it up. I feel like they'll do a good job with it. So.
0: I I think so too. So uh, so kind of going you know going back to our original Mandalorian subject here. So what do you uh, what are your thoughts on how they did the CGI for Luke? What what did you think of it?
1: You know, I know people I know people are hating on it, but you know, I, I like the fact that they brought back Mark Hamill kind of as the voice, so to speak. Um The fact that they de deaged his voice and his face, that 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 didn't that didn't bother me at all. Obviously that Obviously, I feel like that kind of had to happen. The only thing, uh, the only thing that was kind of, you know, the only thing that kind of went through my mind was, well, how much did that cost, you know, for them to do? I, I was just kind of curious about that. But I mean, I thought the special effects. I mean, yeah, it was pretty clear, but it wasn't as jarring as like when they did. They actually made it look realistic whereas like Rogue One with uh you know them trying to CG Peter Cushing and then trying to CG Carrie Fisher those are both kind of disturbing to be honest because they looked it looked like PS3 you know like <laughs> Or like okay. video game graphics. I movies. liked
0: Leia. I liked CGI Leia, but yes, yeah, CGI c- c- that just didn't it it didn't sit well.
1: Yeah, I mean, I mean, I, I've I've seen better deepfakes of CGK than what were than what we got in the than what we got in the movie. But I feel like they did pretty good with. Um, luke um and i actually the guy who was the body who was actually like the the body for luke he actually i will say this he he could have maybe pulled off a younger luke on his own if they wanted to go that route um i know that some people were were rolling sebastian stan to be Luke, and they might do that in the future, but I thought this was good. You know, I think they did an okay job with the CGI.
0: So here's a here's a I love talking Star Wars theory. So here's a here's a theory question for you. Uh
1: huh. In
0: your opinion, is Grogu doomed to be killed at the at the slaughter of Luke's new temple?
1: You know. I'm conflicted on that because part of me would part of me kind of feels like that's where they should go. and maybe that's why Luke goes crazy like I, I I could kind of see that as a possible narrative, but I feel like again, with it being Disney, like and especially now with Grogu being like such beloved character, not to mention a cash cow for oh, yeah. them. I I feel like you know they're going to explain like he's either going to he's either going to reunite with Mando at some point and go off on adventures with Mando again or he's going to escape the uh the, the temple somehow and like he'll either have his own comic book or maybe his own series or movie at some point. Um I kind of like the sound of a Jedi Master Grogu. <laughs> yeah, I mean I I I mean I I like I like that as long as they don't like make him a clone of Yoda because then I I feel like that would kind of confuse like, you know, newer or younger fans. But I
0: would I agree what, what I would love to see I would love to see Grogu go back to his home planet so we can actually see the origin of his race.
1: Yeah, but I mean I I I feel like we're not going to get that until after George Lucas passes away because George Lucas has said that like he has he has intentionally kept Yoda's species you know like mysterious now you know do I believe that? Anna? Maybe George was just maybe he was maybe he was being lazy when because like he claims that he also wrote the uh, the prequel trilogy before the sequels, but everyone else has said that that wasn't the case. So yeah. I don't know. I, I I feel like I feel like George just never, you know he never gave Yoda a species name and then just, you know, made that a strip later, but, I mean, I, I kind of agree with you. I feel like at some point, we do need, like, a Yoda species reveal. Like, I don't even care if we don't get a name for them. I would just love to see, like, other right. Yodas um, out there, especially since we know they're so Force-sensitive. So... Oh,
0: of course. I mean... I mean, there. We've, so we've seen three of the species now so far. So,
1: yeah. Although technically, I don't think Yaddle is canon anymore. And I know, and I know that, like, for the eighteen and under listeners of this podcast, they're probably going to be going, "Who the fuck is Yaddle?" So go back and watch. Uh, go back yeah. and watch episode one. Uh, kiddos so um let me let me ask you this real quick regarding Yoda uh puppet Yoda or CG Yoda which one do you like better CG really yep I I I I like I like puppet Yoda myself I I think it looks more realistic but that's just that's just me <laughs> um another another theory question um w- so what do you think is going to happen with um i've heard of, i've heard a crazy theory that like mandel that mando is actually going to become like a jedi um and that like it's his of how he becomes a jedi um i'm not I'm not sure if I like that premise. I kind of like the idea of him being like just a guy in, you know, the Star Wars universe, like being surrounded by Jedi and Sith. But what are your thoughts on that?
0: I don't see that happening. They, I don't think they'll do that. I really, What I think you're going to see in season three is season three is going to be centered around Mandalore and the battle and the fight for Mandalore.
1: Uh, so kind of, so kind of like uh, Star Wars meets Game of Thrones, I guess. Kind of, with,
0: kind of like that, yeah.
1: With hopefully less shitty even ending. So
0: yeah, and, and less gratuitous stuff.
1: <laughs> okay. Oh come on! That was that was the best part of, that was the only good part of uh, Game of Thrones. Speaking speaking of, what do you think of uh, Pedro? Pascal as uh, Mando. I like him as Mando. I've, I I can't. I I I love him as Mando. But to be honest, as someone who watched Narcos, to me he's he'll always be the the DEA guy. The DEA guy I, that happens to uh, you know be wearing a a, man, a Mando uh, armor. So.
0: Well, he also plays the, he also plays one of the main villains in the new Wonder Woman movie.
1: Oh yeah, oh yeah. D- did you um? Did you Max see Bell that? Lord. did Did you did you see Wonder, Wonder Woman yet? No. Okay, I, I did. we we'll, we we'll maybe maybe we'll save that for another podcast, or you might have to listen to my to my review at some point. Um. I. I liked it initially, and then like after after a few days, I was kind of like, You know, I actually have you know now I have some time to digest it. it's not as good as I thought it was initially so yeah
0: i'm I'm just curious to see how they brought back uh captain Trevor
1: it's so I mean it's that's yeah that's the that's the big issue i have it's it's really weird it's really weird and kind of convoluted the way i won't spoil anything but it's like it's one of the weirdest it's one of the weirder parts of the movie um i'll just leave at that
0: um oh so are you familiar with the with the jedi fallen order video game
1: Oh yeah, Oh yes, of, of course. In fact, I uh, I have both of the Fallen Order. Uh, oh wait, no, I don't. I don't have Fallen. I don't have Fallen Order. I am familiar with Fallen Order, but I have the Jedi Outcast games on my okay. computer.
0: Well, well, which, Jedi Fallen Order is a yeah. He follows a, a Jedi named
1: Cal Kestis who is uh,
0: yeah yeah. I've so,
1: I've I've played Fallen Order.
0: Okay, so. Now that you know that, so in your opinion, who do you think is most likely to make an appearance in Mando season three? Cal Kestis, Ezra Bridger, or Mace Windu? There was never any canon. It was never officially declared canon that he died.
1: Well, let me, let me, I I think... I think we're either go. I don't think we're going to get Ezra and the Mandalorian. At least not yet. And I don't think we're going to get Kyle Katan at least yet. Because LucasArts has kind of said that they want to keep the most of the video game characters kind of in their own like video game universe right now. So I'm thinking it probably will be like Mace Windu windu at at one point or as I, I or as i like to call him jedi master mother you sam jackson's favorite word <laughs> yes, yeah. word, word basically um, so
0: so with that yeah i could see them bringing back mace windu because i mean there there was a comic there was a comic that was made that took place after the after order 66 and like again like it was never it was never actually proven that he died because you know jedi you know obi-wan kenobi he survived that fall in order 66 granted he fell in the water and then like so many jedi have like survived extreme like distance falls and like without any scratch and yeah
1: but although the mace know, did have a, mace did have his hand chopped off and then uh you know he was fried basically by palpatine that you know that that's yeah that's no small feat to survive no
0: and um yeah and there's that but then so season three going back to season three speculations you know they have to bring him in because ahsoka mentioned it as the person that she is looking for so for season three who would be your pick for grand Admiral thrawn actor wise
1: Ooh, you know, I've I've thought of that. Um like honestly, whenever whenever and this was true even when I read the uh when I read the original uh you know Thrawn books, I would either always picture either Hugh Grant or um honestly Hugh Laurie uh from House. I'm not sure if you're yeah, I'm oh, yeah. familiar yep. with with him. But um Hugh Laurie actually he played a he played a great villain in this uh kind of like a terrorist type in this show called uh The Night Manager. He basically plays like a terrorist, like, you know, arms dealer type and very much remind me of you know Thrawn's character where he where he was like really smart and calculating and 10 steps ahead so i would love to see hugh laurie but at the same time you know hugh laurie i think is on his sixty. so i'd like to see them do that but i don't think they're they're going to who do who do you have in mind for, for um 12?
0: like my number one pick for him i don't think they're gonna get him because he's such a he's such a big budget actor a uh, benedict cumberbatch
1: yeah, I, could I mean see him
0: as, as grand Emerald thrawn easily.
1: I f- I I like Benedict Cumberbatch. I I have to admit I was kind of disappointed in the way that he, he did a uh, Khan and Star Trek and I don't think it was his fault. I think it was the script he had. Yeah. to work with um but I mean I I I could, I could see him doing Doing that, I was, I was really surprised how much I liked him as Doctor Strange. I wasn't. Oh yeah. I wasn't sure about that. Um, I, honestly, I could also see. Hmm. I, I don't know if if uh, you know if they wanted to go like. Uh, I I could also maybe see, honestly. Daniel Craig, James Bond as maybe he's he could I don't I don't his
0: it needs to be someone with a with a like weird setting but a more of a longer face he has his face isn't long enough really to play an yeah. Emerald. like another person I could see doing it would be a uh, Tom Hilston Loki oh yeah
1: I uh, so. I I oh yeah I, I could actually see Hiddleston more than I could Benedict. Actually, it's um, they've shown con one one that I did not get at all is uh, Matthew McConaughey, and I I love I love
0: as, everything as, as Thrawn. No way.
1: Yeah, and I <laughs> and I I love it. I I'm a big Matthew McConaughey fan, but I do not. I can't see him as. I can't see him as Thrawn, or really, that-
0: I. Oh, here's a here's another one I saw. Um, I'm not sure how he'd be, but he could be good. Uh, Michael Fassbender,
1: actually, Fassbender I think would be perfect. He he was the one I was blanking on initially. He he oh, okay. I just I couldn't think of his name. But he's actually he and Hugh Hugh Laurie alternatively are the ones that I kind of oh. visualize as Thron. Um, so it, it just depends kind of if they want to, you know, age Throna a bit from, you know, Rebels.
0: Oh, of course. So. Yeah.
1: Um, who do you see as like a live action Ezra? Perhaps oh, Ezra Bridger. That's
0: a great question.
1: I I, f- I feel like they could do a lot with him because when we see him, he's still a teenager, and if yep. he's and if he's been out, you know, in in the outer rim for all this time, it seems like he would be an adult by now, you know. Mm-hmm. So it gives it could give Lucas a lot of leeway creatively. Um,
0: great! I, I can't really think. I can't think of any actors around his age that would be a good.
1: Honestly, I could see maybe Tom Holland, um, if they. Maybe. I mean, if they gave him like, if they gave him like a more realistic, like, because I know that like in the animated series they they gave him like spiky hair and they kind, but that's that's animation. So, like realistically, I could kind of see them maybe giving like a more straight laced you know, or something or um someone actually mentioned funny enough that uh Hayden Christensen maybe but obviously Hayden Christensen is Anakin so
0: Yeah.
1: That wouldn't I mean I, I if Hayden weren't playing Anakin I could see it but he is so that's out. Maybe that maybe the cast like an unknown. Yeah, some
0: that. new unknown actor for him. Yeah,
1: as, as Ezra. Well. So,
0: but yeah, I'm, like season three, I'm really looking forward to see because you know, and you know, season three is. I think it's going to be centered mainly around Mandalore. And oh, speaking of Mandalore, let let's let's unpack this here. So, all we know about the lore of the Dark is that. That whole thing that Moff Gideon and Bo-Katan said that the sword had to be won in combat—that is like there's nowhere else except the the Vandalorian show where that is made known. Because yeah, because in in the Clone Wars it was given, it was passed on to somebody else. Without yeah, combat.
1: which I actually I actually had to like I actually rewatched Clone Wars to double check, and because again. Again, like I've been watching Clone Wars and Rebels, like I'm not caught up on the, like so like I've kind of been skipping around, you know episodes and seasons, so I'm not like, I'm not as well versed in Clone Wars, but yeah that that was definitely an episode I saw where it was given, so like that was the one thing, that that was the one thing that was weird. I I feel like maybe they try they tried to wedge it in to make it seem like thor's hammer um and then didn't wasn't isn't the dark saber initially a holdover from the e u as well I'm,
0: yeah the dark saber was was created and wielded by um an old republic uh, an actual mandalorian jedi master
1: yeah that that's so so, so here's my question um Probably one of my all one of my all time favorite characters in Star Wars has to be Revan, both as Darth Revan and Revan the Enlightened. Um, oh yeah, yeah. And I and I could see maybe not them introducing Revan as like a character, but I could see them introducing like the concept of Revan and bringing back into canon in season three of.
0: Well, they did. Um, they did in the Last Jedi.
1: Oh yeah. Oh yeah. That's right. They they did. Um.
0: That uh. That. That um. It was said that the, the broke the broken kyber, the broken red kyber crystal that Luke Skywalker had in his in his hut was a. Uh, it belonged to an old Republic Jedi Crusader, and in all the stories, the only person that is that was called the Jedi Crusader was Darth, was Revan.
1: So, do you think they'll do? You think they'll bring him? Do you think they'll bring his? I guess lore into the man into Mandalorian season three because if it's on Mandal if it's on Mandalore, I can't see them not bringing up the Jedi wars of
0: well of course because you know because back in yeah back in the days of like mandalore the great you know like like back in those early mandalorian days yeah the mandalorians and the jedi were like they were they were eternal enemies
1: and to me if they ever do like do a do like an old republic timeline which i'm hoping they do i'm curious to see who who do you see as uh Revan because to me there's
0: easy Keanu Reeves.
1: I, I was gonna say they're, they're, <laughs> they're, there's only there's <laughs> there there's only one choice and it's Keanu. So
0: and of course, you know the the um I'll have to say this the, the whole social justice crowd wants them once if Revan was reintroduced they'd want to make Revan a female. Well, I
1: mean yeah, I've, well, okay. So that is that is one thing I want to talk to you about. As I was like just talking about social justice warriors. Um, what did you think of the whole Mandalorian boob armor controver- controversy?
0: It's, in my opinion, it is a big nothing burger. They don't. Yeah. They're not. They're not doing that armor to accentuate the, the, the to accentuate that feature. They're 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 giving that shape to the armor because men and unlike what some people think men and women are different. You can't just put a, a hard flat chested armor piece on, on a woman because like literally it's going to do, it's going to be painful for her.
1: Well, also, I so. don't know. I don't know if you've like been to any museum exhibits with armor. I, I have but like back in, like medieval times there was a literal you know female armor of course that, that had you know anatomically cracked you know i mean to me i almost wonder if that was like a if that was a publicity it's not honest, just because the outrage was like was like really you guys are I thought I thought you guys were supposed to be like pro boobs and and everything. Why why are why are you guys screaming about this? Like out of everything, oh, yeah. this was the this was the least. Um,
0: and uh, you know, you know speak, speaking of you know the whole Vandal, the Mandalorians. My question is in the season finale, where was the third Mandalorian, the guy? Where's he at?
1: Someone, um, I don't know if you know who the YouTuber, the critical drinker is, but he's one of my favorite uh YouTubers now for film reviews. He actually asked that same question. Like, I they just they I for some reason they wrote him off and I don't know why. Um I liked this character. I mean, did he even did he even really have a character i don't really see i don't i don't feel like they even like i liked his character too but i i feel like they didn't even give us a chance to really get to know his character at all
0: not really but i'm like i wish i would have seen more of him maybe i mean there were rumors the rumor i heard is that there was a story behind it that he was that he was actually back on mandalore
1: that that would be that would be interesting um so in terms of spinoffs, what do you think of like an, an Ahsoka spinoff in general?
0: I'm excited about it. Cause I would, you know, the thing that I would love to see the most out of, out of that whole spinoff is I want to see some interaction between her and Luke.
1: Yes. Well, that, well, that's what I, I think that's what like because I, I have to be honest, like initially when, initially when Ahsoka was created as a character, I was kind of like, why are they doing this? This messes up the whole timeline. The way they've handled her so far is great. But yeah, I mean, I want want to know where she was the entire original trilogy, Um, you know, and I I do want to see her interact with, you know, not just Luke, but also perhaps Leia somehow. You know, if, if they... If they decide I mean obviously you can't bring Kara Fisher back, but maybe you you know, cast someone else or something as well yeah, I think that I think that would be neat. Um, I also like the fact I uh, I like the idea of a of a Car getting her own uh spinoff. Although with with uh Gina Carano coming out as MAGA um <laughs> yeah. I know that i that that's another thing I, i'm I'm a little i'm I'm glad she was asked. I was kind of thinking that she might just because Disney does lean on that other side yeah so, so to speak
0: but I did like so like like with her and the other two, I did like how they did a true they did some true strong female characters without all the cringe.
1: Yeah. Well and well and she's, she's good at that in general too as like a, as like an actress. I've
0: well her uh, and her and also a Ming Na Wen, like she's really good with that too.
1: Yeah. Well and
0: And then of course I loved I, I don't I forgot what the other girl's name is. It was with Bo Katan, but uh, I love the actress they picked to play Bo Katan. Like,
1: okay Okay. Kate, Sa- Kate Sackoff. yeah Yeah. that's uh i i I never saw star stargate but supposedly that's captain starbuck or one or whatnot from uh, from uh, a Battlestar galactica okay so yeah um i i actually at first i didn't recognize her because usually she has blonde hair and so the red kind of the red threw me initially, and then I was like, "Oh yeah, that that is Katie Sackoff." So,
0: yeah. Um, oh, here's here's another Mandalorian question for you. Mm-hmm. There's only one right answer. <laughs> no. In your opinion, what was the best opening scene in both seasons? If you combine both seasons together, out of all the Mandalorian, what was your favorite opening scene?
1: Probably this. I know this was a weak episode, but to me, the best opening scene of the series was when Mando goes into that, into like that, that sea, uh, like cage match thing in season two. Oh, yes. Um, and I mean that's that's the episode where he ends up like going to save that frog lady and like the the episode you know and he get and they get attacked by spiders. So the episode as a whole wasn't that good. I, I thought that was one of the worst episodes. But the opening was pretty strong because it shows that Mando, you know, he's not just a bounty hunter, but he he can survive, you know, in kind of like really seedy and dingy, uh, you know spots he um you know he kind of had, had like a few Batman like vigilante moments mm-hmm. there which I thought was cool Um just like it showed that he really matured kind of was like a you know he wasn't af- afraid to kind of be a bit more gruff if he needed to to be yeah what about you in terms of uh,
0: like for me it's an easy one <laughs> The, I, I think the opening scene in the Ahsoka episode was the best of the series.
1: Oh yeah, where, where you where you where you where you actually get to see her? Well, yeah. the thing
0: is, I was not so I knew so, like uh, like several months ago, it was announced that Rosario Dawson was going to play Ahsoka, and I knew we were going to see her in an episode of season two, but I had no idea that they were going to bring her in that quick. Like she she appeared in the episode thirty seconds in.
1: So yeah, well, I'm, I'm actually glad that they did that because I was, I was worried that they were going to save her like till the end or something, and then, and then that was going to be like because they cheapened out on her, on her look and whatnot. But i mean, I mean, they did it. Ahsoka, I think even more, even more so than Luke, actually, was really impressed the way the way they handled her, and I mean. Also, considering that um, Rosario Dawson isn't Ashley Eckstein, like, her voice is different, but, I mean, you can almost kind of see the, I can I can kind of see, you know, Rosario Dawson kind of being like an aged, um, you know, Ahsoka. Yeah. So, um, and, you know, Rosario Dawson was also, At least back when Netflix was part of the MCU, she, you know, she was in all the uh, the Netflix MCU shows.
0: Yeah. But uh, next season's gonna be. There's tons coming out next season. You know, you got. I mean, next year you got Mandalorian season three. You got the Book of Boba. You got Ahsoka. You got. that new one that I'm looking forward to seeing, uh, *Acolyte*, is that it's the first live-action series of the High Republic era.
1: Oh, really? Uh-huh. I No, I'm not as familiar with the High Republic era. What what is that like before the Old Republic or like? No,
0: High, that... High Republic is about they're saying they're saying it's about four to five hundred years before the Phantom Menace. So basically the reason they call it the high republic era is that's that's basically when they said that was the pinnacle of the republic and that was the pinnacle of the jedi order that that was back when that was back when they were at their most powerful and like it was their it was the peak of their existence
1: uh yeah because i've I've seen like on audible because you know i've bought a few star wars books they 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 keep recommending like this high republic book that's like i guess for pre-order so that must be what that's tying into then i guess
0: yeah and they're saying it i mean there's a chance cuz there's a villain in there so it'd be cool if we could see maybe some uh i'm sure yeah you've read the book or you you've listened to it i'm sure so you know who darth tenebris is oh yes so i'm curious if they'll either have him in here or if maybe they'll have a young darth tenebris with Darth Tenebris's master in the High Republic.
1: Yeah, we don't. Wasn't Tenebris Plagueis' master?
0: Yep. He was Plagueis' okay. master.
1: Yeah, because because I remember like my 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 first introduction to Darth Tenebrous actually was at the beginning of the Plagueis novel when Plagueis like kills him off, and huh and then I was like, oh wait, this guy was an actual Sith Lord and not just a character that they wrote as like a as like a throwaway. So
0: But yeah, so I mean there so I'm curious who the villain is gonna be in that in the in the High Republic era. So
1: Yeah, I uh I'm I mean, at this point, I'm hoping that they really give dan that they give uh you know Dave and John like total creative control over um Lucas because other than hiring those two, I don't really think Kathy Kennedy knows what she's or what anybody to say I think Kathy Kennedy knows what she's doing, but she's all for the feminist agenda, so she's trying to you know let me just say she has her own agenda and leave at that
0: of course yeah give dave filoni and john favreau full control i agree well i do know that it hasn't been confirmed that it was scrapped but as far as i know the trail the the star wars trilogy that the game of thrones creators the the showrunners were were doing is still happening, and there's rumors that it was supposed to be Old Republic.
1: Yeah, which, which I mean, prior to the the stinker end of, like, Game of Thrones, when Game of Thrones was still, you know, good, I was like, holy crap, the fact that Dave and Dave are doing the Old Republic, like, it's going to be really good, and then I almost wonder if someone at Lucasfilm, like, saw the ending of, and then decided (laughs) to It all says in this, though, from what I heard, that's also the reason why Game of Thrones turned out the way it did. Because I guess they were, I guess they were so focused on like Star Wars that they kind of started working on that and rushed, Mm. you know, Game of Thrones. I I don't know. I think that's one of the things that will forever be internet speculation. For sure. Um, any anything else as far as the Mandalorian goes?
0: I think we need to see more Luke. I would, yeah. I, I we we have to see Luke again. Like we have to.
1: So in regards to that, like long term. So here, so here's an interesting question: Would you would you rather they give Luke like his own series or give Luke like you know um another movie or something or would you rather that series. Luke just or, or or would you rather that Luke just like make cameos kind of like uh I don't know kind of like how Stanley does or like no, we-
0: I would love I would love so cameos are cool. It'd be cool to still see cameos, but I would love to see I would love to see a Luke Skywalker series that takes place in between Return of the Jedi and Force Awakens. Like, I want to see, I want to see the events. I want to seek. I want to see a young Ben Solo.
1: Yeah. Well, assuming that Mark Hamill, you know, I mean, unfortunately, he, you know, he can't be a Luke forever. Who do you see potentially as being? recast for um,
0: I like Sebastian I like him
1: I I like Sebastian too I'm not sure if Sebastian has the voice of Luke that's my only thing he definitely has has the look and I mean depending on how Falcon and Winter Soldier does he might not have time to do both but but I, I definitely like him um the most I, I I would like I'd actually I would actually like them to maybe bring in Mara Jade or something at some point.
0: Well there were during the making of uh of Rise of Skywalker, there were rumors that there were going to be flashbacks to Mara Jade. But that never happened. Yeah. That was in the that was in Colin Trevorrow's original script that they he was actually going to introduce Mara Jade into the canon
1: that that would have that would have been that would have been cool to yeah see her um but yeah i mean i'm certainly hoping that if we do get luke it'll be um it will in fact be sebastian and um i mean i i feel like a lot of problems with episode eight when in terms of luke characters as long as they explain his downfall and show the progression i have no problem with them you know doing what they did with Luke, they just need to explain agree that.
0: like i would like i would like to see a fill in the gap like i would to see i want to see that whole event and i would i want to see him actually retreat to that planet and see like the emotional and mental turmoil that he went through with that and how he became who he was
1: which is why, as much as I love the character, that's an, that's one of the reasons why I think that Grogu needs to be killed off. I no, like no. <laughs> I, I I feel like I, I I feel like that. I mean, I I, I love I love Grogu, but story wise, I feel like that's like a reasonable. um I mean, what do you think that what do you think they're gonna what do you think they're gonna do with Grogu? Well, I know
0: long they, they did say that um that uh The Mandalorian is about 20 years prior is like 20 years prior to episode seven,
1: right? Um, so So then, do you think he'll go back with Amanda, or at some point, or? I
0: think, what I think happens is, I honestly think, um, I think R two D two saves Grogu.
1: So because I mean, in Episode Six, he's fifty years old, and yet he's still like an infant, basically. Basically, well, I mean, their
0: their species ages slower because I mean, Yoda Yoda lived to be nine hundred, so.
1: Yeah, yeah, um, yeah, yeah. Grogu at Grogu at this point is—I mean, I feel like they've they've actually done pretty good, you know, for just using a puppet that basically makes like cute baby no- noises and. Oh, of course. But it'll be interesting to see how they develop him, like as a character.
0: I want to see him talk.
1: Well, and that, that's the other question: Will he talk backwards or forwards? Do you
0: think? <laughs> um. Oh, so this is kind of a little a, a little a throwback to uh, episode two. Did you know that there was one line that Yoda spoke naturally?
1: Oh, I. I seem to remember that, but I can't remember remember which one.
0: His his line was, and he said it normally, completely normally. He said, "Concentrate all your firepower on the nearest starship." Oh yeah, I'm like, wait, you talk normal?
1: <laughs> do you do you think it, was that on purpose, or did Frank Oz forget hit You know, forget to speak it backwards,
0: like because he could have said. On the nearest starship, concentrate your firepower.
1: Yeah, no, he
0: said. He said a complete, full sentence. I was like, "All right, Yoda."
1: <laughs> well, and that—that that was that—that that is one thing too. Is in the in the old Republic video games, uh, the the Yoda species character speaks Fords. I. I huh. seem to, to remember. So yeah,
0: speaks that, forward. He does.
1: <laughs> that 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 could be that could be very, very that could be very interesting. Yeah. So, all right. Well, um, is any final thoughts or anything else you want to cover in regards to Star Wars or, or the Mandalorian? I mean, there, there's a lot more that we could unpack, but I, I know that you have time can you, you yeah. have some t- time constraints and I have time constraints. Um,
0: yeah, no- Nothing else for me today.
1: All I, all I will say is, um, in regards to this is, um, I was kind of disappointed with Disney Plus, Plus initially because there wasn't a lot of content that came out like last year when it launched other than the Mandalorian and other than like maybe a few like Marvel animated things. But I feel like I feel like in 2021 they're definitely upping their content, which will be good. Oh yeah. So um so that's good. So that's good. Um, where can people uh find you on social media if they wanna communicate with you or uh chat Star Wars or, or are you or are you on the DL from social media right now?
0: Um I'm, I'm kind of on the I'm on the download from social media at the moment, so
1: all right. So the so they'll just have to communicate with with me to kind of get to you, I, I guess. Exactly. So, all right, Adam. Thanks for well, thanks for coming on. So.
0: Yeah, it was awesome.
1: And uh, folks, thanks for listening to this and/or watching this on uh, YouTube. And if you are on uh, YouTube, for those that are that aren't, please, uh, you know leave in the co- comments and let us know what you thought of, uh, you know, Mandalorian season two. And, uh, you know, for those listening on the podcast, uh, you know, please leave a five-star rating and, re- and review and all that jazz on uh, Apple podcasts or Spotify or wherever else you get your podcasts. And, um, I'll be back on Thursday, hopefully to be, uh, talking about the pork, uh, You know, stimulus package. We'll we'll be covering politics again, but uh, this was a little fun, uh, you know, intermission from politics. And, uh, you know, then it'll be New Year. So, yeah, thanks for listening, folks. And uh, from all of your NGC studios, have a good night. God bless. God save this free nation. God, freedom, I can see in that order. And uh, thanks for listening mm mm-hmm.